episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on April the 29th, 2021. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and once again, I am here all by myself. Sort of. Uh, as you, or as was discussed in last week's episode, we have another guest on this week. Um, and an update on Rage's uh, computer issue. He uh, did uh, send the board in, although we have not gotten confirmation of, of what they're doing, whether or not it's being replaced or repaired or being sent back. So there's a good chance that we'll wind up with at least one more week of some other kind of content. So next week will either be, well, I don't know. I don't have a plan yet. If nothing comes together, then we'll get a Franken episode. But if I manage to get another guest host or perhaps feel up to doing a solo endeavor, you might have one of those. But uh, I guess you'll just have to stay tuned to find out. So, I think without any further ado, we'll just go ahead and get into the guest segment. So, hey, say hello to past Jared and past Lexi. Hope you enjoy. All right, and we're here with our second guest in two weeks. Um, I obviously said her name a moment ago, but why don't I let her introduce herself? That's right, you heard it right. Her. We have a girl. A real live girl. I'm the token female. Yay! Yeah. How <laughs> how often do you get that joke thrown at you? Surprisingly, not super frequently. Um, most of the things that I get into, uh, I've set up. So there's, and I'm apparently a lot better at making female friends and guy friends than my guy friends are making female friends. So... <laughs> But anytime I go into I any see. of those spaces, I tend to be the token girl, and it's really funny. Yeah. I, I like, this is probably going to sound weird. I find myself relating better to females most of the time than males. I think it's, like, the whole counselor thing, and, like, I can sort of blend into an emotional situation. Not to imply that, like, women are overly emotionally or whatever, but it's just differences in socializing and things like that. And I can emote a lot better than than most men can and i feel really weird in like all male situations a lot of the times at least until you know something has been built up so that a situation is more open but anyways i i told you (laughs) i was gonna let you introduce yourself (laughs) and i now spent like a minute and a half talking about other things that's okay i'm really good at distracting from having to actually introduce myself (laughs) Oh no! This will be great. We're gonna go on so many tangents. We it's are. Gonna be lovely. My ADD it's gonna be is like gonna a regular. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like a regular ass show. This is why our our podcasts are two plus hours so often because <laughs> I can never look. Like, we can never stay on topic. Oh man, um, yep, this will be so. Fun. Yeah, so in, introduce yourself. Give give us your your name, unless you want to be called just called Token Girl the whole time. Uh, I mean, you can jokingly call me that every now and then, but no, my my name is. Ashley. Um, I also have an online username that I go by Pink Spider or Pink Spooter, depending on which one was available on the platform. But <laughs> yep, right. I'm Ashley. Hello. Although I'm probably going to wind up calling you Lexi for most of the show because that's how I was introduced to you. That's fine. And that's just how you are in my mind. That's fine. <laughs> I have way too, yeah. I've given myself way too many names at this point because I'm, fair. I'm Ashley, I'm Lexi, I'm Spood, Pink, apparently. 
um, and my D and D games. I'm Dungeon Mom. It's, it's so many names. Indeed, I was I was talking to uh, Runic last. Uh, well, in terms of recording stuff, last week or episodes rather last week about how we don't often do guests, and because of circumstances that have presented themselves, we are having guest spots on two weeks in a row. Um, we've had uh, you know a couple of guest members that are part of our community, sort of that are closer to us in terms of like they interact with us more on Discord and stuff. We've had a couple of guests from like sister podcasts that have come and gone over the years because this is. I believe we've been doing the show for five years now. Anyone out there listening can correct me. Time is is weird, uh, but it's it's been a long time. So we've we've not broken double digits on guests. I think you're only like guest number eight or nine that we've ever had on the show, and you're definitely the first female. So oh yay, yeah, <laughs> I'm flattered. Yeah, it's the 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 dynamics are certainly changing in gaming. Um, and tabletop communities and they have been for a while now but it was until probably i would think the mid to late 2000s very much like a boys club so to speak and that that kind of sucks diversity is good in all things so welcome uh thank you for adding to the diversity of our show oh you're welcome so let's uh let's get a little bit of a background on you um what uh Tell me or tell us a little bit about your gaming history. This isn't like a, a gatekeepy thing, but just like so that we have a context for the the type of games that you do play and and where you're coming from and anything that you do want to talk about involving like your streaming and stuff, you can. Although specifically, we uh, will will bring light to that a little bit later on in this. Yeah, yeah. But don't let that like stop you from talking about it if it just naturally comes into play. Oh yeah, no. Um, I've been playing video games for. As long as I can remember, honestly, my both of my parents actually liked to play video games. Um, now, unfortunately, I'm not like many of the other people my age, where their first like gaming console was the uh, Game Boy. Mine was well, depending on what you consider to be a console at this point in time, being the like really, really late '90s early 2000s like the year 2000 to 2005 early 2000s um would be either the pc or the xbox (laughs) this is a very pc centric channel if you call or show if you call a pc a console there might be riots but i get you i get (laughs) get where you're at yeah i just mean through something that you play video games on the first introduction to it i had was through pc gaming um, from a lot of like the little kitty stuff, like there was, I remember playing a Finding Nemo game. I remember that being a thing, and I remember it being really hard. <laughs> um, I remember playing like oh, it's like putt putt or something, and it's not golf. I can't remember if I got the name right, but it was like this little talking purple car. It was just point and click little puzzle game, and it was super cute. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen that, and my kid has played it, actually, but I can't think of the name. I do think it's, like, Putt-Putt or something like that. Yeah. It's a little car. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the first games I think I ever played, and then as well as, funnily enough, the The Sims also being, like, one of the first, like, older rated, I think it might be, like, the first rated T game that I played, um, and it was Sim, the, the first Sims, too, um, so I've been fan of that franchise for like my entire life up until recently but you know 
it's interesting to hear you and and from last week with runic as well like your introduction to gaming and and your history with it like as someone who's a decent chunk older than you i mean you don't have to give the the people your actual age if you don't want to but you know as someone who's you know about a not quite but about a decade older than you it's like my initial experience is being like super nintendo and some nes stuff and in 64 and like you know you know so on and so on like just like thinking, I'm thinking like, man, your first experience was like in the early 2000s with like PC stuff and the original Xbox. Like, I mean, you know, nothing wrong with it, but it's making me feel old right now. I think this must be how Rage feels all the time because he's, you know, five, five years, I think five years older than me. So like, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with people Make- knowing my age. I'm, I'm 23. I was born in 1997. Um, so it, yeah, it would have... So <laughs> I would have had to, my first gaming experience logically would be like early 2000s or just super late 90s. But um, Do you have much experience with uh, retro gaming um, or do you, have you really stuck to stuff that's that's more modern or, you know, been around since when you were a kid? No, I do have experience with some retro games. My dad had like at his um, parents' house, so my grandparents' house. He had one of the old classic game stations. Um, my brain is spacing on what it's called. I know what it's called, but my brain is spacing. But I, I played a lot of those games, too. Um, what were some of the games? Can you remember the titles? Uh, Maybe we can figure out which console it was. Honestly, I can't. I mean, I know like there's some of the classic ones, like the um, like there's Pong, obviously, being one of the very easy ones, but um the atari it was the atari he had one of those okay i'm sorry it just clicked in my brain i'm just like remember now (laughs) i did get to play on that a little bit um and actually even more recently my sister who is really young like 12 years younger than me really young they actually found um a mini version of i think it's the atari but it's like looks like it just small and it's functional and it's got like a hundred plus of the classic games that was on it already like loaded into it and they got that for my sister for christmas so there's that too um yeah there there was like um when nintendo of a few years ago i guess it's been more than a few years ago i was still working on my master's program when this came out so that would have been six years ago when they did the, uh, I think it was called the NES Classic or something like that, kicked off a wave of, of mini consoles. Yeah. Because it just plugs in via HDMI, but they did one for NES and SNES, and PlayStation did one, and Atari did one, and so on and so forth. Yeah, uh, it, w- it was really funny with that specific one that my parents got, because they didn't know that it was a mini. So <laughs> they thought it was like a regular one, and then just like, came with a ton of the games, and they were really excited. And then they got it, and they got the box, and it was really, really small. And they're like, "Oh no, is this a paperweight? Is it? Is it yeah. just a uh, like a decoration? Like, oh look at this cool thing we have." But it it works. But it was really funny. Yeah, I I have a follow up question to something you said a few minutes ago, which is, oh, yeah? and, and this is something that Runic also shared, which I think is interesting. Like, what's it like having? parents who also play games because my i mean my experience growing up my parents thought video games were a toy and they still don't understand why as an adult i play video games like my you know my dad to this day is still like well you'll grow out of those one day son 
I mean, usually he's less polite than that about it, but <laughs> you know, I'll I'll talk about that to my own therapist. <laughs> I mean, both of my parents. I mean, they had me young, not like super young high school. Both of them were in their early twenties when they got it, so they liked to play video games, and you know, they brought up around when that first started. Um, both of my parents being. I think they played a lot more Sega than they did Nintendo, but it was, it's definitely something I think had a pretty big influence on a lot of this stuff because when I first started playing games and they, because of this, they also understood that not all games are meant for kids. So if they got a yeah. rated T game when I was still in like elementary school and even like really early middle school, um, they had to try it they had to play it first just to kind of check it because like they, they, it shows like blood and gore warnings but that doesn't necessarily bother them quite as much depending on just how extensive it is um yeah but like one game that i remember really wanting to play that was rated m was blood rain and we had that for the xbox but because of the contents of it uh, i was not allowed to <laughs> And I'm really sad because I still really want to play the game. Um, you, yeah. But I, I know why. I've never played Blood Rain. I, I'm, a, I know of Blood Rain. I've never played it. Yeah, I, I, I still kind of want to, partially because of my slight obsession with the gothic style of gaming and vampires. Um, but I don't know. And that was also one of the first, like, few games that I remember seeing as a young kid. That was like, oh. It's a female lead, and she's a badass. Like, oh, <laughs> and that was another That's... thing because there was there's I mean there's a lot more now, um, and it's not something that I think I paid too much attention to as a kid, but still I do remember that being one of the things that kind of stuck out a little bit as like oh she's a cool female protagonist that's kicking Nazi butt and wapa. I've seen the really shitty Uwe Boll movie of Blood Rain. It's not good. <laughs> uh, I think there's th actually I think there's three of them. I just looked. Blood Rain is on Steam. Yeah, I think it's on my Steam wish list. <laughs> it's fifteen bucks. Yeah. Um. Maybe uh, you know, when when your birthday or Christmas rolls around, might be a present for you. Okay. Or if you start making that sweet sweet streaming money. Yeah, maybe we'll um, see. Um, I do. If I do get it, I'm do, totally gonna stream playing it. <laughs> Also, if you get uh, when when you have the time and we get your uh, PS2 emulation running, looks like it was on PS2, so we could get it, or you could get it that way and play oh, it. Heck yeah! It would definitely look a lot more janky than a remaster on Steam, but you know it would be free that way. So I mean, but and that's that's hard to beat. I you you mentioned something there too that I want to talk about a minute, and I was trying to figure out how I was going to bring this up in a natural way, and I'm ruining it by talking about the segue. But that's a a, a long running joke on this show how I ruin every segue we ever have. <laughs> but with you being a female gamer in the current year, um, what's what's that experience like for you? And I guess what's that ex experience like growing up as a girl playing video games because. I mean, from, from my perspective and my experience with games, and like I said, you know, earlier, until more recently, games have been very driven at a male audience. And so typically female characters are there for, you know, for titillation or, you know, a set dressing. And we've had long conversations on this show about how, you know, gaming is 
appeals to men and women in different ways and gender stereotypes and all that jazz. But I mean, you go back and you look at the eighties and the nineties in particular, those games and, and ads for those games are the worst offenders of that kind. And I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. I like it when the breasts are exposed for my pleasure, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just interesting to be able to actually talk to someone who would have experienced it the other way. So, you know, what, what has your experience been like with that? Um, I don't think I've had as much of the, like, sexist behaviors towards me as a lot of female gamers have had. Um, maybe partially because I wasn't as exposed to... Because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games and stuff. I don't tend to put myself out there to be subjected to that as much. Um, but I have seen it. Now, I don't have... I would like to specify, I don't have an issue with female characters in video games being sexualized because 100% the same thing happens to men too <laughs> in the games and I feel like I would be kind of hypocritical to be upset about that and still enjoy seeing men who are shirtless and it's not a realistic situation because I, I do enjoy those. <laughs> I mean let's be real here I think everyone who's listening right now including you knows that I play for both teams so I also am into that yeah. but Still, it's it's presented, has been historically presented very differently. Yeah. No, I think as far as being treated in a bit more of a sexist way, the first time I think I was really introduced to that was when I was like 11 or 12. Um, I played one of the first online multiplayer games, like one of my first online multiplayer games, um, which was... <laughs> World of Warcraft. <laughs> this, that is also a very shared touchpoint experience by many people. Yeah, no, and I remember my favorite one, maybe it was because I was going into like my, my phase of thinking I was goth, or maybe this was just kind of like the, the hint early on for myself that I just like the gothic themes in video games. I'm not sure. Maybe both. But um, the only time I didn't experience that sort of thing was when I played as an undead character and I preferred it not because of that, but because I thought it was cool. <laughs> right. And then I went to go play with one of the other ones and I was like, Oh look, the sun elf, they're really pretty. And this is cool. And I want to make a really pretty character now. And then I go in and then suddenly I'm getting like all of these people, men and women alike hitting on me. I'm like, I'm a child. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I never no. played that character again because I was very intimidated by it and I just went back to my undead character uh, <laughs> which I got up to the highest level that I could at that point in time can't remember what it was I haven't played it since when did you yeah when did you start playing WoW like what was the expansion uh, I do you remember that I think it was still pretty early on um, because I really haven't touched it since like early middle school so it's been a really long time but it I what year would that have been? Ooh, let me do some math real quick. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the math portion of the podcast. I'll just, I'll just make this a little bit faster. Pull out a calculator. Um, I mean, you take as much time as you need. I can cut all of this out. So I mean, fair. Else will know. Fair. Safe. Or I can just leave it in. Another running joke is how lazy I am with the edit. So, <laughs> so graduated in 2016. We'll say, we'll say, uh, I'll be generous with myself and say that I started at 12. So, 2012, 
Okay, 2012 would have been either Cataclysm or Mist of Pandaria, depending on which, when you started or, you know, whatever. Um, and the level cap for Cataclysm was 80, and Mist of Pandaria Wait, no, 2012, was 2012, I was not giving myself enough time. Hold on. Was it before 2010? Okay. <laughs> so, it'd be too, no, it would have been, like, 2010 before 2010, like, run there. Not 2012. Okay, so... 2012 so was... So then it would have either yeah. been... Yeah, so it would have either been Wrath of the Lich King or Cataclysm. Um, and the, the level cap was, was 80 for both of those, I believe. Cataclysm was, like, the big reset for WoW when they, quote-unquote, destroyed the world to do, like, the big graphical update and change a bunch of stuff. I don't... And do some big engine updates. I don't think I had the... Any of the expand... Like, I think I just had the base of the base um okay. because i don't remember being able to exceed like level 25 or something like that um oh so you were playing on a trial account because that was the max for trial maybe. accounts. i don't know if that's still the case but back in back in my day <laughs> trial accounts got to level 20 or maybe 20, 20 i don't know 20 25 something like yeah, that. yeah I, I don't remember the specific i just remember being really annoyed that i had to buy the game to like buy expansions of the game to get further levels i was just like no just let me get to like level 50 with my with my skeleton warlock this is so cool yeah the way that they've done i don't know when this started happening i i played wow when it launched and then on and off for the better part of a decade after that um and uh whenever a new expansion came out like if you bought base wow or whatever you got everything up to the new expansion i think that happened with cataclysm just because the game changed so much so if you played before cataclysm then that makes sense you would have only had access to the base content especially if you were using a trial account yeah but this is a huge digression from where we we were you were talking about your experiences (laughs) as a as a female gamer in world of warcraft yeah but yeah, I mean, you fit in. You could be a regular host on the show with with the amount of tangents we're already. Well, going. thank you. My ADD is great that way. <laughs> my unmedicated ADD at that. Mm. But no, my with my other experiences. I mean, outside of just as I got older, seeing a lot more female protagonists and stuff appearing in the games, I did tend to avoid online gaming and i think after the world of warcraft is one of the things that kind of made me want to avoid it because i didn't really enjoy that attention so much when i was that young um right that and also i remember my one of my friends that lived right across the street from me her little brother liked to play call of duty a lot and he let me try to play it with him and that's when i discovered i'm not big on first person shooters so i was just like nah Call of Duty is a nope for me. <laughs> and that was another moment of like, ah, multiplayer, not really my thing, or at least competitive multiplayer. Um, so I managed to shelter myself off from a lot of it, I think, because of that. But I have seen and heard of a lot of other female gamers and stuff talking about it. I do remember um, some, like, whenever I would tell guys growing up that was like, oh, yeah, no. I love playing video games. I'm pretty sure I even had like a middle school boyfriend or something that only came to my house because I had all the video games. And I think that's the only reason he <laughs> dated me is because I had video games. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's perfect. 
like middle school and high school like boy vibe it's like oh she dates or she plays video games i'm gonna go to her house and play all her games yeah and i never i never dated anyone that liked to play video games i was i was not so fortunate in that way even my wife is not a big gamer she plays stuff occasionally but it's usually like mario kart and and things like that like when we have family night we'll play video games sometimes which again that's fine like i don't expect anybody to do anything but it would have been nice yeah would have been nice there was one game specifically and that was actually like it was optional multiplayer it was one of the kind of like street fighter kind of game or not street fighter but um oh man i'm forgetting names of i'm so bad with names was it was it was it a fighting game? Yeah, like, it was a fighting game. Like fighter, you can like Tekken or no, no, like so. There's two optional modes. There's uh, the story mode, and then there's just like the straight up fight mode where you can pick to fight against uh, the computer or uh, another player. And then it's set in one right. setting, and then you're just beating each other up. Soul Caliber, maybe. <laughs> fighting games. Fighting games are one of my weakest genres. I'm not a big fighting game fan, so I can't. See, I can't throw out too many series. That's, that's okay. That's okay. Hopefully, your listeners will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know that one fighting game. I mean, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat. There we go. That okay. works. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I don't play a lot of fighting games either. At least not games like Mortal Kombat. But this one, and specifically, I remember playing all the time. But it's specifically because. It was a Marvel game, and I can't remember the the, the name of it. Marvel versus Capcom. No, no, no. It wasn't Marvel versus Capcom. It wasn't Marvel versus Capcom. I know that much. Um, okay. But it, it was a Marvel game, and I played it specifically for the fact that I could play as Spider Man, and I played the heck out of that game just so I could play Spider Man to the point where I would play against my dad, and I would whoop his butt in the game. Nice. <laughs> and it always felt really good because he constantly i don't i not 100 percent sure if he was just telling me it to make me feel good or not but he would tell me that like he was actually trying and i still won and it always made me feel really good about myself so and i would that one boyfriend i had that came over to play my video games i beat his butt in that one too so nice i'm very proud of. i'm proud of me too (laughs) so let moving let's let's move move ahead a little okay. bit so we've been talking about your your history of games and your experience with games and things like that talk about uh, let's talk about what games you and and perhaps by extension we or i have been playing we'll just kind of see how the conversation goes a little bit here but yeah. you know what what have you been playing more recently i i have talked in the uh, show proper about how we as a, a group have been playing stardew a lot recently um but if you would like to discuss your your Stardew experience, you can. And then other things that you play on your channel or what you play just by yourself for fun. Um, I mean, as far as games that I personally enjoy, I find the game the games that I like to play the most are all have always been games that have a story to them. And then if it's got character customization in the beginning, it's just beautiful. It makes me love it even more. Um, so a lot of I don't have a specific preference for game styles like gameplay styles like if it's um a point and click game or platformer first person shooter third person i if it has a good story i'm usually interested enough to want to play it um that being said i suck at all of the versions (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe because I don't specify with one, but that's okay. I have fun. Like one of the recent games I've played through and beaten while on my stream was um, Alice Madness Returns, which has a really, mm-hmm. it's kind of trippy at times, but it's got a really interesting story to it. Um, and it's a platformer game and I cannot tell you how many times I've fallen off of stuff that probably I shouldn't have been able to fall off of. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching a little bit of that stream one day, at least one of the times you streamed it while I was working one day doing some paperwork. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am terrible at platformers, be they 2D or 3D. Um, uh, a couple of months ago for our game club, which is, uh, it, well, do you do you listen to the show? It's okay if you don't, but I've, I'm curious I've, if you do. I've listened to a few episodes of your show. Wow, that makes me feel special. Yeah. Thank you. Have you listened to a Game Club episode? Uh, I think I've listened to at least one. Okay. So um, we did Celeste for a Game Club end of last year, I think, which is a platformer. And I hate platformers because I'm bad at them. <laughs> uh, Celeste has got a lot of customization or di- like difficulty, customizable difficulty options. So you can give yourself like ex- like bonus jumps and extra health and things like yeah. that, which is awesome. If you've never played it, I think you should play it. It's got a, a neat little story that that uh, covers a character's experience with anxiety and how they learn how to deal with their anxiety. Cool. Uh, you'll have to send me the title of that because if no one knows at this point, I'm really bad with names. I will forget. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll send it to you later. It's it's uh, I think it's still on Game Pass. Hand hand nudge nudge. You need to get PC Game Pass. And they should Lexi. really sponsor you <laughs> at this point. With how much you've been pushing God, it. I love that service. <laughs> I love that service. Game Pass is great. Anyways, what so what uh, what other stuff have you been playing? Um, I played a little bit of Vampire, but I had to stop because my laptop is so freaking old. It kept lagging and it was driving me insane. Um. I'm going to come back to that someday, though. Um, I've been playing Persona 4 on my streams. Um, I've started, and I need to pick it up again. I'm playing um, Okami, which is a really long game. Um, I think set in Japanese folklore. But it's really good. You play as, like, a god that's a wolf, and it's fun um yeah okami is beautiful i played the original release on i believe ps2 i don't know 15 years ago maybe Mm -hmm. um excellent game i know it got remastered a few years ago for the the switch and more more current consoles is it on pc yeah it's on steam oh oh fancy well it <laughs> we've probably talked about it at some point we talk about so many games <laughs> but okay i have forgotten but excellent game it's wow, beautiful. beautiful i love the game um i've played some of the danganronpa games which is a really fun game um interesting story it's a murder mystery and i love it and it's kind of insane for the extent that it goes if you've never played it or heard of it uh you do have to suspend your belief a little bit for some some things because the, <laughs> the murders in it, you're just in your like it's, it's sometimes just really insane but it's a lot of fun and it's fun trying to solve it um i've played some of the bioshock games not recently but a long time ago um i have played 
almost all of the Dreamfall games. Like the longest journey being the very first one of the series I started, and that one's a point and click game, which I usually don't like point and click games, mainly because they tend to make me feel really stupid. <laughs> right. I also don't like point and click games, but I just think they're boring. Those are those are from a from an era before my time. I, I mean, uh, my co-host Rage plays quite a bit of them and enjoys them. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I can see them being boring. I like the longest journey in the Dreamfall chapters because it's it's an interesting story. Um, like I said, I'm if it's a good story, I'm usually in for it. Um, right. I just sent you a link on Discord to uh, a game called Rusty Lake Hotel. I think it's free right now on Steam. If it's not free, it's super cheap. I mean, based on a couple of the games you just mentioned, I think you'd like it if you've never played it. Noted. Well, the link you sent says it's like a dollar and thirty three cents, but I I I picked it up the other day for free. Uh, that that promotion or giveaway might have ended, but I mean, still dollar thirty three. Yeah, that's that's really file, cheap. File that went away. Um, and then. One series of game I find myself coming back to very frequently is the Fable series. I love those games so much. <laughs> get, get Game Pass for PC. I know. Fables, I know. Fables in there. I know. You told me. I know. <laughs> but no, I love the game so much. And I'm so scared to get excited for the new one that's coming out. Yeah. I, uh, I I generally have low expectations for most new games now, but that's a product of me becoming old and cynical. I generally do for games that are coming from big companies. Um, I've noticed I have a lot higher expectations from indie developers as far as an enjoyable game that doesn't feel like a copy and paste of the last 12 games that they've made. So <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's the expectations I put on myself too, because I also would like to someday make games. So. Oh, beautiful, beautiful segue you just created there, which I just ruined. <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about the stuff that you do. Some of the listeners, I mean, I've talked about the things that you have made for me on the show before. So everyone oh. who has listened knows that you have done art commissions for me. Some of our listeners who I also play star wars rpg with have seen those commissions um i would hope so since they were like your still, <laughs> for that yeah, game but 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 still you can you know obviously talk about your my dog is tearing my door down oh um talk uh t you can talk a little bit about that that as well or i mean not a little talk about as much as as you want i'm not your dad i don't tell you what to do <laughs> um but yeah you know talk about that like what is what is the art that you do and talk a little bit about your streaming and you know Sell, sell yourself, girl. <laughs> uh, I do primarily 2D character artwork. I'm trying to extend it to where I'll also do backgrounds and stuff, but I'm not going to be advertising that I will be doing those as part of a commission uh, just yet because I still suck at them. <laughs> um, so you say that, but you're a very talented artist. Well, thank you. I just And, and also you do a lot of, of hard work. Well, thank you. I'm not saying that I, I don't do hard work. It's just I don't normally do the background stuff. So it's very out of practice and a lot more awkward for me to do 
and it takes a lot more time for me to figure out how to get it right than it does for the character work, which is why I say that. Um, that being said, I also make 3D models for objects like assets and props that you might see in a game. Um, it's the, those are the main things I do art-wise. Um, you're now specific. I know you're in school working on a degree in something related to that. Like, what is your specific degree and focus, at least as far as school is concerned, with your with your the art? The exact name of my major is gaming and animation. <laughs> but nice. I'm in the artsy side of creating video games. I've looked into programming a little bit, but that goes over my head. And I've had to do a little bit of the programming stuff when it comes to learning how to rig character models, which if you don't know what rigging is, I will explain that quick, real quick, which is it's basically setting up the skeleton for a character and then attaching it to the character so that way you can animate them. Um, and there's a little bit of coding stuff that goes in with that. And I don't know if I just have like technology just hates me a lot or if I'm just not understanding something but I've gone as far as to copy and paste the tutorials that they've given me even make sure there's not any like extra spaces and it still doesn't work so I don't I'll pass on those <laughs> right that's fair well I mean especially in in getting into if you do get into game design there are certainly one person you know dev teams out there but usually you've got at least a few people focus on your strengths and let them focus on theirs yeah um i think if i were to make 2d games at that point all i would really need is someone dedicated to the programming because i do think i could make um all the art stuff for it maybe get a little bit of help for any background art but i i do think if i was to dedicate time into that i could probably do that as well um not quickly but i could do it <laughs> Right. And and I'm aware of one game development project that you have discussed. I've I've not had a chance to really talk about that on the show at all and I have chosen not to anyways just to keep expectations appropriate for for myself and and anyone else, but I mean I I know you've got one project in the works. Referring um, the one that, that I've you're hoping to invited you to help me write. <laughs> yes, I wasn't going to say that, but I mean it's like not like you can't, but I didn't want to like shove that out front yeah, no but... that's fine i kind of figured and yeah. that's why i was like i'll just say it then <laughs> yeah so you know talking about that strengths and weaknesses thing i yeah. mean you know you you all have been, become quite familiar with how i can write and do character stuff so i uh, felt honored to be uh, invited to be a part of the team yeah and i think you'll make a, a good addition to it um especially with the kind of story that i want to tell with it yeah. Um, but are, are there other projects that you have are working on right now or have had to do as, as part of your school work that involves actual game dev stuff? Or A little bit, but it's nothing that I could be like, hey, go check out the link for this and then you get to play the thing that I made because I don't have anything like that, unfortunately. Um, I have taken part in at least one game jam and I didn't team and I did not finish it fast enough um and then the guy that was programming it said that he would work on it even afterwards so that way he could send it out and we could all play it and then he never did and that was like about a year or so ago at this point 
so I'm not I'm not expecting it and I am a little sad it's like the one time I've actually 3d modeled a character model and it was really cute and I named him my little marshmallow because he looked like he's he's just he's a chibi he's a little chibi character that's pure white and he just has black dots for eyes and a black bow tie and that is it <laughs> this is one of the reasons why we get along so well so well because like you're like it's a little chibi marshmallow man and I'm like yay he's a marshmallow man and that's what I titled it as well I called him marshmallow boy or something like that. In the, in the files that I gave to everyone else. Everyone knew it, because I giggled about that to them, too. <laughs> but, nice. Um, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say, so, you know, what what else do you want to talk about? Anything related to your work, um, your, your uh, artistic stuff, or perhaps, you know, you've mentioned it already, switching over to talking about the streaming stuff that you do and what that experience is like, or how you, you know, present yourself. Um, I don't have a lot of work that I can just give out. I can talk about stuff that I'm wanting to make because I've got several ideas for different games and stuff I want to make. All of them probably a bit too ambitious for someone that doesn't have a ton of experience <laughs> in, in stuff. But, um, like at some point, I think it'd be fun making one of those said fighting games that we mentioned earlier. Um, so much that have you heard of Skullgirls? Yeah. yeah. So that would be another one that I could have named off as a thing, but <laughs> didn't think about it. But um, like the two D style of that, and then just take like a bunch of characters I've made and then put them in there to make be like, all right, you can play as all these characters I've made, and now have them fight each other. <laughs> fight, 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 like fight. <laughs> like Angel, you, my character for VTM, I would put her in that, and I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, yes, it my, would be. My adorable zombie child that I want to make a game for someday, I would put her in that, and that would also be a lot of fun. And I've also noticed with these, I make a lot of characters that like to punch things. <laughs> yeah, you might want to go see a therapist for those anger issues. I, I know a few. I know at least one, too. <laughs> hey, I see what you did there. Um, so how often do you stream? Um, I stream, as of right now, I stream like four times a week. Yeah, four times. Um, Tuesday through Friday for about two hours at a time. Um, currently on my streams, which you want to find at uh, Pink Spooter. Spooter spelled with two zeros rather than O's. Because um, again, it was apparently taken, but I'm currently streaming Persona 4, and then on like Thursday and Fridays, I've been streaming Stardew Valley, which has been a lot nice. of fun. I got a lot of really cute cosmetic mods, and one of them being like seasonal outfits for the villagers, and I get excited every time the season changes because then I can run up and be like, "What does everyone look like?" <laughs> Especially because some yeah, of them I, are, like, even holiday-specific. Like, there's holiday outfits. And it gets me very excited for I, Halloween because I'm like, I want to see all the Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah. I should get some, some Stardew Valley cosmetic mods or something. I just, I'm just like, eh. I'm just kind of lazy in that respect. Now, the other games I'll mod the shit out of, <laughs> but Stardew's just like, it's cute the way it is for me. Yeah. It, it's definitely not a but game that I've, you have I've, to, but it was nice doing that I, I love the the whatever mod you have that changes the colors and makes everything like way more like pretty and, and sort of pastel well, less, pa pastel. less saturated 
Yeah, that's very adorable. I, I can send you that one. Um, it's you should you should. It, do it's that. pretty simple. It's like the <laughs> earthy recolor or something like that. Um, okay, it's that simple. And then the other one I'd recommend is the more grass and the better grass mod, which is the one that makes the grass yeah. look all pretty. I love it. <laughs> it's so I, I gush about it every single time. <laughs> Like, like it might take me a few moments whenever I'm streaming and like maybe 30 minutes or so, but eventually I'll come back and I'll just go, oh man, the grass is so pretty. <laughs> every, nice. every stream, it never fails. Not intentional either. It just, I can't help it. It's just so pretty and it changes every season as well. So it's, I love it. <laughs> do like a highlight video of all the times that you talk about the pretty grass over the I streams. do have that actually. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, there yeah, you no, go. Um, it's nice. become a joke. Whenever I first did the, when I first had the modded, the, the cosmetic mods for it, I actually sat down and Runic actually, because he's a moderator for my stream, he gave me the idea um, and I was like, you should go around and just highlight every time you gush over some, how cute something is. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's a good idea. So I sat down and I, uh, I think my first one was over 10 minutes long for a two hour stream for over 10 minutes straight worth of stuff. I just have so cute, so pretty, cute, pretty, cute, pretty. And it included grass, which happened several times. I think that made up the bulk of it. And then the rest was like the villagers and their really cute outfits. <laughs> nice. So let's, I mean, this is the perfect time to do this actually kind of naturally, like plug, let's, let's plug all your stuff. Like send me, you know, send me links after we're done recording this and I'll make sure to put them in our show notes, but, um, you know, plug all of your things. Where can people find your stuff? Yeah. So the main things I've got is my, my Twitch. So pink spooter, spooter spelled with zeros rather than O's. Um, my YouTube, which I post my streams to, as well as some of the highlights, which is just Pink Spider. Um, my Instagram is Pink Spider as well. No, Pink Spooter, but that one is spelled with O's. Um, this is confusing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I have three different things for my stuff where people can find me. So, And then just Pink Spider for my Twitter, which I'm trying to post more stuff to. But those are those are the main four things that I actually use. So, where where are the most of your uh, art Instagram. stuff commissions and Instagram? Okay, cool. Yeah, most of my art stuff is on Instagram. Um, I I I'm going to like most heavily push your art. Yeah, like seriously, people, I I I have paid for quite a bit of her art, and she's working on something for me right yep. now. You know, I, I put my money where my where my mouth is. So if, if any of you listening are thinking about character commissions for stuff or just like to have some nice art made, go look at her stuff. Yeah, and I think by the time this ends up coming out, I will have either opened my commissions or I'm getting ready to open them again. Um, I'm not right now because currently I'm like entering finals week into, you know, my university semester. Um so I'm not going to take up any right now. But once that's over, which like I said, I think when this does come out, I will have either finished up or am finishing it up. 
so yeah spoilers because of how time works we're recording this on april the 29th but it will release may the 7th if uh if everything stays the same um actually no it will anyways even if rage's computer is fixed i will attach this to the next episode that we release that'll make it easier (laughs) for us anyways yeah yeah that works um but i don't think his computer is going to be fixed he he didn't even get his rma sent in for his board until i think today or maybe it's tomorrow when he's actually sending it off i don't remember i've had a lot going on today in my in my personal life i'm not going to bring that up right now but think like i'm i'm a little like what what day is it what time is it <laughs> i feel that i so. i can't afford to be like that right now because right now it's just like okay i've got projects due um what's the date right okay so i need to do this i gotta do this and then I'm procrastinating on it, and it's great. <laughs> right. I, I know that. I know that feeling. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about that news article I sent you. So for, for our listeners, this is the same article that I had for Runic, um, which, again, was provided to us by the lovely Jim3535 on our Discord. Thank you very much, Jim, for your regular patronage of articles for us to discuss. But since you are also a, a Twitch streamer, um, I thought this would be interesting to also, you know, pick your brain on this. The article being uh, Twitch ban 7.5 million bots inflating viewership. Um, it's a relatively short news article, which will be in the show notes. Uh, I think I forgot to put it in the show notes for this week's episode that's going up. I should go check that and fix it. But it, it will definitely be there for this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what is, what is your, your take on this? Like Twitch actually, one, doing something about this, and two, the fact that there were so many. I was surprised at how many there were, um, but I'm glad that they did do something because I don't, I get the, the appeal and why it would be a temptation to do it, but I don't, at the same time, I'm like, that's fake engagement. You're not actually getting something. It's not like genuine interaction with people. So it's doesn't seem like it'd be worth it to me. It's very similar to people who will buy followers on Instagram or something. And then it shows like they've got like 500,000 subscribers, but then they get like 100, 200 likes on any of their stuff because that's the only amount that's actually real. It's like that kind of thing. I'm just like, why? It doesn't actually change anything <laughs> except that one number, which doesn't affect anything really. Um, I'm disappointed it took them so long because of just how big that's gotten. And after you sent me that article, I tried to look up more stuff on it, but I was very mm-hmm. surprised to see how few people are actually talking about it. Like, I couldn't see anyone like any drama channels or news channels or something on YouTube being like, hey, this happened recently. Um, I didn't see any of that. I only found one or two other articles that I think maybe added, not really added, but might have added something to it. I can't remember exactly what it said, but no, it it surprised me. And then even reading about, um, oh yeah, the they did. I already remember what it added. It added, like, why not just ban the people who have the bots? But it's like, well, people send off these bots to someone else, and then that can cause a lot of issues there, which is a scary thought. Yeah. Um, Twitch has got a long history of of being shitty and doing shitty things, 
or not doing things that makes them shitty. So me, as someone who talks about these types of news topics on a weekly basis, or or more often, really, because engaging with the community and talking to Rage about things behind the scenes, about what we're going to run and what we're not going to run on the show, like, I don't, I don't know. I did not do any additional homework to see if there were more outlets talking about it or expanding the story. It feels weird to me. I wonder if people have just gotten kind of tired of of being outraged to Twitch stuff. You know, you would think, but I, I'm not sure if they have or if people just didn't notice. Because I was curious to see if, like, people would come out and, like, add their own two cents. Because, like, part of one of those articles I found, too, was the uh, an extra comment on the Twitter, on their Twitter thread talking about it. Um, and it was a guy that was complaining that he had 600 followers. He worked really hard for them and was really raged because he was like they were all real and it he went from like 600 to like 400 and something uh followers which i mean maybe but also like maybe there are people that were inactive anyway because it's and they counted that as follower bots because they've been inactive from the channel for so long too i don't know what all could be factoring into that but um yeah there there really wasn't much and that surprised and confused me a little bit <laughs> What are what are your Twitch engagement numbers like? If you're comfortable talking about my that? Twitch engagement numbers aren't really all that high. I think the highest amount of viewers I've gotten in one stream, which didn't last for too long, was like seven, maybe eight people in the stream at once. Um, but my average is like three to five people. <laughs> That's uh, that's more typical than you might think. Um, I, I don't know how much you have looked into that sort of thing. No, but, it uh, just from browsing like other people, it looks like the three to five is pretty average, and then the hundred to thousands is a uh, like. There's still a lot of people that can reach that, but it's uh, not as common. So I'm not I'm not upset where I'm at. I get a few people that come in um, each time and have like fairly regularly and will engage with me while I'm streaming and that's been really nice and a lot of fun and honestly all i really wanted from twitch was just to you know play video games and then talk with people whether it be about that video game or just about what random crap is going on <laughs> right maybe have some silly conversations right. or something yeah and I've... It's, a, it's a good way to build little communities though and certainly i mean that whole like brand engagement stuff i don't know how much you care about that either but you know, the more quote unquote exposure you get, the more quote unquote successful you can become. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind getting up to the higher numbers and have like a lot of people engaging. I uh, wouldn't even mind getting to a point to where I earn money from streaming on Twitch. But it's also not one of those things of like, if it never happens, I won't be upset by that. Just because I'm having fun doing it, so <laughs> yeah, it's certainly possible. I uh, I have a friend who she streams, and she we were talking the other day, and she was like, "I got my first check from Twitch," and it wasn't like a ton; it was a couple hundred bucks or something like that. She was really excited, and then she was kind of down on herself. I'm like, "That's more than I ever earned when I streamed when I tried it." So you know, it took her quite a while to. Uh, to get to that point yeah though. and i mean technically i've been streaming for 
a couple years, but it's only more recently have I been doing it um, pretty regularly and actually set a schedule. And once I did that, that's whenever my engagement really started growing. And in fact, funny enough, one of the people that ended up returning was someone who I think followed me like three years ago or something and then just saw how I was streaming. I was like, who's this person? And then jumped on and they're like, oh, hey, do, do, do. and then it has kept coming back since, you know, I mean. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Very been nice. Fun. Well, I think those are all of the things I have for you today. Thank you very much for, for coming to join me for this recording and for coming on the show. Um, you know, you plugged your stuff a minute ago, but uh, send me the things and I'll put them in the show notes yeah. and everyone can go check out the show notes. Um, how would you like to sign off of, of today's episode? How would you like to tell all the all the little listeners? Hello, little listeners. <laughs> uh, goodbye. Oh, I didn't think about how I was going to do that. Um, bye. My name is... Ashley, or you can call me Spood. I respond to both. Um, I hope to see some of you guys over on any of the other platforms that I have for mentioned. And I hope you enjoyed hearing my input on a few of these topics. And also, thank you for inviting me. It, did, it surprised me whenever you invited me. <laughs> well, you're you're very welcome. Uh, and I think you're probably going to be welcome back anytime. I mean, I don't know. I suppose there could be riots, but you uh this was this was fun this was yeah, good i had fun some of it will be pared down in the edit but that's okay that's how yeah, it goes that's fine you definitely gave a much longer goodbye than runic did which is okay and you gave a much longer one than i did because as all of our listeners know it's time for me to say bye now <laughs> bye <laughs>